Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. This episode has been brought to you by the Wine to Wine Business Forum 2022. This year will mark the ninth edition of the forum to be held on November 7th and 8th of 2022 in Verona, Italy. This year will be an exclusively in-person edition. The main theme of the event will be all-round wine communication. Tickets are on sale now, so for more information, please visit us at winetowine.net. Welcome to Wine, Food, and Travel with Mark Milton. Today's episode is a little different in that it's a podcast banter session, introducing a new book, part of the Mama Jumbo Shrimp series. It is called Wine Democracy, and it features all the Italian wine podcast hosts within its pages. Each host was asked to take some of their most thought-provoking interviews and use them to talk about their understanding of democracy and wine. At its heart is a simple principle that the world of wine should be accessible to all, regardless of income, status, background, or ethnicity. Often, it means the modernization of practices and habits as well. However, it is a concept that is also concerned with the preservation and protection of vulnerable ecosystems and fragile cultures. Wine Democracy will be available soon on Amazon or from our website. For more information, please visit italianwinepodcast.com. To be quite honest, I was thinking that every pod Every podcast interview that you guys do can actually be a separate blog. Some of the interviews are unique, original, and terribly interesting, and there's a lot of value at. I thought, why don't we actually get kind of the, you know, the best of the best uh, from the top pods from each of you guys and turn them into a book? So at least the readers can have a kind of the look and feel of the different series that we present. I have one fundamental question. is Why a book? My sense is people don't want physical things anymore. And we're talking about a digital platform and environment in which we're living. Why, why are we printing a book? Why are you printing a book? I mean, I still believe in books. I write books, so it's what I do. <laughs> but that was not meant as an insult, Mark. <laughs> Um, you know, I've, I've kind of wondered myself why a book, but that's only because I look at it. I mean, I'm going to just put on my marketing hat. This is great for the content that you're going to put on the website, but I would probably not just do a book. I think that that's, and maybe that's going to, I would look at more as a digest, you know, like how, how could we actually create a digest of all of the awesome content that everyone's producing? That would be a teaser. Exactly that. It is kind of an excerpt of what you guys do. And also, first of all, the readers, reading audience is a different audience from the podcast audience. The podcast audience is different from YouTube audience. And the YouTube audience is very different from also social media, like Instagram audience. Facebook audience is dead. So let's not even go there. So, of course, there is some overlap. But what we want to do is use the book as a platform also to give more credibility, a little bit of more gravitas in what you guys are doing as a teaser, you know, to present itself, you know, because I think also the grouping you know, cementing the group in a way, because we're, it's all called Italian Wine Podcast. And I think it's a good form to contextualize, 
in a book form. Also, we can put the book out in an ebook format, which is a digital platform that you like very much, Steve. It, I think we want to give kind of the, you know, the vast、um, spectrum of what we're doing. We're called Italian Wine Podcast, but not,、uh, believe it or not, we have a lot of listens, but people don't understand why it's called Italian Wine Podcast at times. Oh, I get asked it every week. Just so you know, I don't know what it's like for anyone else, but I know more than I get asked all the time. Why is is my stuff Italian wine podcast? I'm like, because Stevie's the boss. That's why. <laughs> And that's the name of that song. <laughs> no, but I think you know. To be quite honest, I mean, it is called Italian Wine Podcast because. That's how it started. It has evolved into something, you know, something bigger and more important, more substantial. But what are we going to call ourselves? You know, the wine podcast. To be quite honest, anybody who deals with Italian wine or anybody who deals with other stuff, the Italian wine people can, you know, learn something from it. Whether it's called French wine podcast or Italian wine podcast, I think the value that we bring to the audience is deep and wide to every wine professional in in the realm of wine business in general, but also wine promotion, wine education, and wine communication. So I think that's what it's all about. Where I'm going is. Talking about the book and why it was born, like it's called Wine Democracy. So first of all, this is what I'm thinking. This is the process. So let me just share with you my thought. Okay. So Richard, our dear friend, will be transcribing the interviews. Okay. We don't want the entire interview to be a literal、uh, transcription. We're also going to, you know, insert, you know, like. Anything you know, like photos, and we're going to make it a little bit more lively, you know. Because also one of the other reasons why I want to do a book is that I want also to show your faces because the pod does not show who you are. I want kind of the audience, the readers, to get to know the the mod squad better, you know. So so basically, it's also like for us, it's also a tool. Of presentation, it's a book of presentation where we can say when someone asks, "What is Italian Wine Podcast?" For us, it's important to kind of say, "Okay, this is the Mod Squad, and these are kind of it's an example. It's it's a sample of what they are capable and what they are interested in、um, delivering." You know, so that's why it's another it's another reason why I would like to、uh, produce this book. It's your、um, interpretation of what wine democracy is, like traveling to different places, meeting different people, you know, pairing different types of food with different types of wine. I mean, like it's not. I I don't. Yeah, I, you know, we are now trying to retrofit, if you like, the content to suit the theme. But I think you'd be surprised, probably. Certainly, from my point of view, looking through the transcripts, how when you think in a kind of deep way about what wine democracy means, how broad that is, and how kind of open ended, if you like. So, a lot of the content, even if you don't think it's immediately relevant to the theme of wine democracy, I think it, you know, it's still, it's still a lot of really 
interesting and valid material in there. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking that. I think I picked about five pods. That, you know, each one is relevant in a different way, but the transcripts themselves don't specifically address exactly. that. But there are exactly. different aspects that I could see work with, say, those five pods or however many. And, and so, in a way, and it's the same, I think, for everybody, probably, but the exception of Cynthia, who seems that his pod, podcast is maybe more directly linked. But even, you know, even I was looking at Steve's transcript today, and, and there's a lot of really good stuff in there as well about, you know, within the industry, op- opening up accessibility to the industry and mentoring, removing barriers and u- the use of technology. So, all, all that kind of stuff, although it doesn't, although the, the specific question, about wine democracy wasn't asked. There's still a lot of material in there that that could be relevant. You know, I I think you guys, you know, let me just tell you, remind you that this is an instant book. For me, wine democracy means like we avail this type of interviews, information full of tools and ideas for free. It's a free podcast. And that alone itself, for me, it's very democratic in the way we deliver the pod news and the stories and ideas to to the listeners. So I think, I mean, I think it's very broad, that wine democracy, the way I had foreseen it. That's why I called it wine democracy. I mean, if you, uh, Mark or Steve or Polly, if you have any other brilliant ideas in terms of how to encapsulate this, you know, what we're doing into a different title, I am, I'm completely open. I wanted to present this at Wine to Wine. I'll jump in on this. So I don't have kind of the same mandate that everyone else has because I don't do Italian wine really at all. And mine is on marketing and communications. But I think I'm assuming that all of us, when we select guests for our podcast, we're doing it because we believe that they are imparting value or knowledge to an audience who may not receive that were we not the transmitters of that, were we not facilitating that. And in doing it, we are opening the door. So, I mean, that's how I read wine democracy. I certainly have had an array of people who fit, you know, sort of diversity or um, just diversity of thought more than anything. But I think that would be true of any of us. You know, that, that one of the reasons, one of the fundamentals of communication is that we are trying to, as you say, Stevie, we're imparting it for free. We're trying to open the door and let people who have an interest learn more and embrace more. And that can be, you know, that's across the spectrum of all of our, um, all of our topics. So I just, I feel like maybe we're overthinking the, the, the little bits, the minutia of it, instead of looking at it, like the whole reason it exists is to open discussion and, and democratize a space that can be very restrictive and not always the most welcoming. And we're all pretty you know, open, gregarious people. And that, and that comes across in our pod. I agree with Polly. I mean. Are you enjoying this podcast? Don't forget to visit our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, for fascinating videos covering Stevie Kim and her travels across Italy and beyond, meeting winemakers, eating local food, and taking in the scenery. Now back to the show. 
there's such rich amount of information and interviews and stories, you know, that you guys have done. I think we just need to share the stories, basically, share some ideas, share some tools, you know, uh, and and that's it. And and you know, the packaging is wine democracy because it's let's just say it's for free. It's democratic, the way we dole out the information. And, and there, there's also the fact, I'm just going to interrupt Stevie to say, there's also the fact that there are all of us doing this. You know, like it's seven days a week. We've got all of the different pods that go out. And that in itself, you can, you can turn that into a story. I'm sorry, I'm putting my marketer hat here. You can turn that into a story around even the democratization in a sense of something that started in this moment like one reason I'd never changed the name right is because every time people are like why are you on the Italian wine podcast and I'm like well it started like that but here's the saga of how it got to having all of us there and I'm able to tell so much more of the story of the Italian wine podcast because they don't understand why I'm there and present in it right and so that notion of Stevie and her team also democratized the spaces for us i I wouldn't be running a podcast on my own were it not for this, because I don't have the capacity to take all of that on board. You know, we're all, as podcasters ourselves, we are all better able to get what is important to us out because we have each other covering all the other topics and all the other days. So to me, I, I feel like it's kind of like, you know, journalists don't get to write their own headlines. And then, so you never have an argument with a journalist about their headline. Like, I, I kind of feel like, just like I said earlier, if Stevie wants to call it wine democracy, and all it is for us is a chance to share the interviews that have most excited us or that we learn the most from, or that even if it's just what were the ones that we wish if everyone had to listen to one of our podcasts or two, what would it be? Yeah, that's kind of the approach that I, I, I would agree to. I would love to present this book at Wine to Wine. What are the, some of the key recurring themes that have emerged? I haven't heard everybody else's points of view on what democracy in wine is. And I frankly was very... Um... I, I mean, just in terms of some of the key themes that have emerged, I mean, like you say, Steve, some, some of the conversation is more obvious that link with wine democracy than others. But if you take some of your recent, or not recent podcasts, but some of the ones, the transcripts I've been working on recently, technology, I think, is a huge topic. and. I think that's really re relevant to the question of wine democracy, about opening up markets, about how the technology is moving to cope with, in a post-COVID environment, people's changing habits. Um, and then also, again, from your Steve, like this issue of mentoring and boardroom diversity, I think that's another good one that fits nicely with the, the wine democracy under that heading. But then also other stuff, education is big, innovation, whether that's packaging or how we how we do storytelling, moving barriers, whether that's physical barriers or or metaphorical barriers. So for people with disabilities, for example, or with visual impairments, the language is another big one. How do we how we talk about wine? The the words we use, the vocabulary we use, the labels, the descriptors, about the exclusivity, if you like, of of language that's used within the wine industry. Cool. That, that's a good one. I've been asking that in a lot of my interviews. So that's great. And then even um, like preserving tra tradition. So this is more probably in line with, with some of the conversations that Mark has had about how do we preserve 
and how do we tell the stories of old vineyards, if you like. The, the Venetian Lagoon one was one of the ones that, that Mark identified. So, so again, I think it's important to be able to tell the stories and to preserve some of these ancient traditions and cultures and habits. And I think we can tie that into the theme of wine democracy as well. I like all those. That's great. Yeah, actually, speaking about cultures, I was just reading over your introduction. You were talking about how in China they don't have the word for acidic mm -hmm. or sour. sour. And that's a really good example for culturally how wine doesn't translate into every culture like yeah. the same way. Yeah, and and, and that, that was from a recent article that, yeah, that was great. Sarah, Sarah Heller, isn't it? Yeah, Sarah's, Sarah's article. And, and I think that's the other interesting thing. It, there's quite a lot of conversations happening on this theme. So it's like a really of-the-moment topic. Because there was her article and there's, there's, there's one, or other, two, one or two other articles that I, I reference in that introductory article. So it, although people aren't necessarily using the term wine democracy, a lot of this conversation is actually a conversation about wine democracy. It's just that they don't they don't call it such. Yeah, that's 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 why I called it because, like you know, if you if you do wine democracy, if you Google wine democracy, there's like nothing. It's mostly about pricing, and I think um, democracy, wine democracy, is much. It's way beyond that. I mean, it's and also it's very the you know it's very um, it's much wider in terms of the conversation. So I thought it's exactly exemplifies what we're doing at the at Italian Wine Podcast. And also, you know, I think sometimes when you have things in um, ink, um, in writing, also it's a moment for us to uh, acknowledge, you know, um, thanks to those who have interviewed, who have, those who have participated, you know, those who have worked on this project, you know, et cetera, et cetera, because I do want to acknowledge the team and everybody else. So this is another reason why I, I want to do it. That's very democratic of you, Stephen. Can we vote on that? <laughs> I don't know. He's been uh, hanging out with us too long. <laughs> he used not to be. He had no sense of humor when he got in. Richard used to be shy. He got over it. Yeah. <laughs> all right okay that's it folks love you all okay Goodbye. good chat with everybody bye -bye. okay bye. Bye. bye good job everyone <laughs> okay hold on a minute how the hell do i leave zinc after We hope you enjoyed today's episode brought to you by the Wine to Wine Business Forum 2022. This year will mark the ninth edition of the forum to be held on November 7th and 8th, 2022 in Verona, Italy. Remember, tickets are on sale now. So for more information, please visit us at winetowine.net. Hi 
guys, I'm Joy Livingston, and I am the producer of the Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are the only wine podcast that has been doing a daily show since the pandemic began. This is a labor of love, and we are committed to bringing you free content every day. Of course, this takes time and effort, not to mention the cost of equipment, production, and editing. We would be grateful for your donations, suggestions, requests, and ideas. For more information on how to get in touch, go to italianwinepodcast.com.